0: Holy shit, I'm home. I am reporting live from my very own couch, and can I just tell you, when you travel with two small children, literally across the country, by yourself, for a week, over a holiday, you come home, and home has literally never felt better, and more like home, and I mean now I just don't want to leave what's the point you know what's the point i'm just going to stay within these four walls forever and ever because god bless america i feel like i do i do hard stuff you know like i adventure with my children we're active we like to go places we like to take trips i like to hike you know what I'm saying? Like we do things. We are a doing things kind of family. Let me tell you what I'm not going to do anytime soon, regardless of whether or not it was a privilege, because it was. I'm not going to travel across the country for seven days with a 16 month old and a five year old with a layover each way. I'm not doing it. We fly direct. Please God. If I'm going somewhere with these two anytime soon, it has to be direct. And then we're not staying with somebody for seven days. I love my family. I love my pop. Seven days of not having your own space and like worrying about what other people think and like banging around in somebody else's kitchen at 530 in the morning because God bless them. God bless my children, but they are up between five and six o'clock in the morning and they don't give a fuck. About time changes and New York time versus mountain time. That doesn't matter to them. They were still up at five o'clock in the morning. Okay? So jokes on everybody else, specifically me. I am home and I am feeling restored. And like I said, that's not happening anytime soon. If you listen to last week's episode, I recorded um the Thanksgiving leftover episode from there and there was like children interruptions and blah and I was exhausted I hadn't slept in like six days and so if you listen to that episode and you're listening to this one today bless you because it's been a ride okay also I'm my throat (laughs) she's scratchy so just also I know I ask a lot of y'all, whether it's to like bear with me while I laugh at my own jokes, or now I'm going to ask you to just kind of bear with me with my scratchy ass throat. I'm sorry. I really am trying. Anywho, we're going to get right on into this. I man, it's December. I mean, it's like full on December. Here we are. It's December. We're doing it. Uh, The holidays have arrived. And so as all of you know, um, if you support Hanukkah, support well, support celebrate. I meant to say celebrate, but you know what I'm saying. If you support and or celebrate Hanukkah, if you do Christmas, whatever, um, it it's here. We're doing it. We're doing the things right now, and so I guess I'll see all of y'all in January because that's what it really shakes down to. Right, it's like a whirlwind. Uh, the remainder of the year. So put your seatbelts on. And like I said. We're just going to hop right on into it. Um, I got some good questions. I'm excited to answer some of these questions. And obviously, they're timely with the holidays. And so, hey, a lot of my friends and family are foodies. And I am not. Can you share some of your favorite food-related gifts, please? This is from Annie from Toronto. Hello, Annie. So, I feel like we could do an entire episode on gift giving to the the food folks in your life you know like the food and beverage and also it could be real niche do they like to bake do they like to drink wine do they like to cook do they like gadgets so we're not doing the whole episode on that though okay instead we're just gonna do like a we're gonna we're gonna summarize um as I'm, as I'm recording this, I am looking at a butter, It looks like a real life stick of butter Christmas tree ornament that, um, a member of my, uh, Facebook community feed me a story is a part of it It sent me this gift. And so number one, we're just going to start right there. Uh, Christmas tree ornaments that are food related. They're cute. I've, you know, I've had like a donut in the past and like a taco ornament. And I know that Scarlett has picked out some food, silly food related things, like a piece of candy or whatever in the past. And so literally it's in my line of sight right now. So we're just going to start there. If that's not your bag, um, I'm trying to think of things like, let's be reasonable. Okay. Um, In terms of like price point, we're going to keep it pretty on the low end to average. Um, A rice cooker. Y'all know that I love my rice cooker. I'm not a gadget girl. But if you know somebody that is not using a rice cooker and makes rice, and even if they don't struggle making rice, I don't understand why people are making rice any other way outside of a rice cooker. Y'all need a rice cooker. I mean, seriously. I grew up. My mom was like not a foodie, right? Did not cook a whole lot. But she often was like, okay, you know, rice it's 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 hard to it's hard to get right and you, you know, you can't lift the lid and you got to do all these things and still for the most part like she was making either weird crunchy rice or like weird soggy rice or like a combination of the two. And so like no. Get a rice cooker. I mean, seriously, you can get like a decent one for 25, 30 bucks. It's perfect rice every time. It's small, which I'm a big fan of, right? I don't have a whole lot of space in my kitchen. So, also a chef's knife, like a nice chef's knife. It does not have to be, you know, you can get one, a nice one for under $50 for sure. It does not have to be anything bougie. Um, What are other some gadgets like what are some other gadgets like a rolling pin like a a tapered rolling pin for the baker in your life. Also a bench scraper if um, if you know somebody that is doing um, a lot of work with dough or like laminating things even if they're making biscuits if they're making pie crust if they're making hand pies things like that. I'm trying to think of things that I use, you know, like on a weekly basis, and that's absolutely a kitchen scale, okay? We are not weighing our food because we are dieting, but we are weighing food well, in order to like honor precision and baking and some recipes are like broken down by the gram and it just makes things easier. I use my food scale literally every day because I also weigh out my coffee. In fact, funny story, the batteries at my food scale are dead and I just discovered this today. And so I had to wing like my coffee measurement. I should really like... Try to figure out how many tablespoons it is. Here I am on a segue. But say a prayer for me that my coffee doesn't taste like garbage town tomorrow, will you? Because um, I was pretty bummed to discover that. Anywho, a cutting board. A decent cutting board is wildly underrated in my opinion. Um, I will never forget the time that I stayed in an Airbnb and the only cutting board that they had was a glass cutting board. And I... Just can't even. A wine key. <laughs> A wine. I mean, seriously, like this is also something you can also get like one of those kits, right? That like aerates and blah, and those are definitely under fifty dollars, in- and I'm pretty sure. Um also if we are. Spending a little bit more money. Also, you don't have to if you pay attention to deals or if you go to my favorite place in the world, TJ Maxx, a Dutch oven. Man, I love a Dutch oven so much. I use my Dutch oven, I mean, with all sear, I mean, it's like my go to pot. I make everything in it. It's like, best, one of the best investments, in my opinion, are a good Dutch oven, a good cast iron. Add that to the list in terms of gifts as well. And then, so as far as like gadgety things, I really feel like that's kind of my go to's staples. You can get into like really niche shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you could get into really cutesy shit, like make your own sushi at home and whatever, ice cream makers. I don't love that kind of shit. I don't want a bunch of clutter on my counters. That's not my thing. I am a woman of practicality and minimalism for the most part. I really am. Um, What I will say is, again, you know, in in terms of like price point, if we are spending a, a little bit more, a pressure cooker, I love a pressure cooker. I think that most people are intimidated by pressure cookers or don't realize all of the things that they can do in their pressure cooker. I love it. I use mine often. I use it a lot in this, in the fall and in the winter, but I'm definitely still using it in the spring and the summer when I'm making Mooney and artichoke. If I'm doing hard boiled eggs, Um again, I just, I, I, I do, I, I keep things in my kitchen that I know that I'm going to reach for, often. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I really do not keep things that are super niche or fussy. Like I have a mini loaf pan, you know, some people have like mini muffin tins and blah. I have like a small, a mini loaf pan. That's about as wild as I'm getting in my kitchen. Got to be real honest with you. Um, some other things that I think don't get enough credit I sound like such a fucking mom, a boring mom at that, to be really honest with you. But like my apartment, my kitchen is small, small, small. And the storage options in my kitchen are like non-existent. And so one of the best things that somebody told me about that I didn't realize until I moved in here are those little risers. They're like a little shelf that you put inside of your cabinet to give you like another like storage space. You know what I'm saying? What's the word that I'm looking for? Hello? Why am I blanking? It gives you like another surface, right? So you can put shit underneath it, but then you can also set things on top. I mean, don't be buying like your partner. Like, I mean, maybe you got a college student. I sound like that, but I'm like, get him a vacuum. Oh, man. This is a terrible idea. Obviously don't listen to me. Um, okay. (laughs) Um, for your drinkers, a nice set of wine glasses, stemless or stemmed, whatever. Um, I was luckily gifted a lovely set of wine glasses that I am super grateful for. Um, and honestly, again, for the last time, I I feel like that's kind of it. In terms of like gadgety things. Again, with niche stuff. You can do all sorts of crazy shit. My girlfriend is from uh Chicago. And so like one of her favorite pizza places is there. And so if you have somebody that's like um from New York. And they have Cat's Deli. You know, you can send them like a pastrami kit type situation. Or if you love somebody that is from Chicago. You can send them a pizza from Lou Malnati's. So that kind of stuff is always an option. Like I just got, um, while I was in New York, I brought home some coffee. We were in the Finger Lakes region. And like, I think that that would be a dope gift for like a coffee drinker, um, to order them coffee from like one of their favorite places that they visited. Or if you know that they have a favorite coffee shop, um, wine, obviously, if you're a drinker and you know, if. If y'all have a favorite winery or a favorite region or a favorite kind. Um, And then like specialty stuff, right? Like, I mean, what are they into? What are they eating? What are they drinking? Do they like bougie chocolate? Uh, One of my best friends got me some super bougie chocolate last year that was so good. And it's like, it's cool, right? Because it's one of those things that I would never in a million years buy for myself. But she got it for me as a gift. And so I... Happily participated. Um, yeah, I think... I mean, that's like kind of all I'm coming up with. I think, like, know your audience. Know what they're into. Are they a gadget head? Do they like gear? Do they want, like, one of those fancy foo aprons? Do they love a storage option? Do they have a favorite restaurant that does that kind of stuff where they'll ship? Um, also, look into... um. If they don't, you know, like if if it's not a – if you know that their favorite restaurant doesn't necessarily ship, have their own fulfillment, you can always look into um Goldbelly's website and see if you can't get your hands on some stuff from there as well. I hope that that was helpful. Um, and I'm also remembering that you're in Toronto, so I super hope that this was helpful because I know that some of it was, like, state-specific, but people are shipping to Canada. Anyways. Anyways, um, speaking of gifts, we have another question that reads, hi Ava, I really want to make some food and beverage related gifts. Do you have some ideas? As a matter of fact, I do. So number one, vanilla extract is always like such a good, but I feel like you need more time. I feel like you need like a couple months. Look into that though. Okay. Cause will be listening to this. You got about three weeks left. Look into that. I feel like that is, that's an underrated gift. You can turn out quite a bit of it for not a ton of cash. And house-made vanilla extract is so good if it's done right. Also, culinary lavender. Um, You know, if you have somebody that is baking a lot, me. Um, or you know, is like really into that kind of stuff, like nice dried herbs and culinary dried flowers, I think are both underrated. And also like it here, you know, we have like pensies, which I know for a fact ships, but like if I buying penzies spices all the time, no, like I'm usually gonna, it depends on what it is. Right. But I love when people, you know, get me really specific gifts from, because I absolutely use them and it's not something that I would normally buy for myself, right? So don't underestimate, even if it's not like crazy, you know, random spices, if it's like oregano and dried basil and garlic powder, don't underestimate like how nice it is, at least for me anyways, to receive that kind of stuff. Um, but back to things that you're actually making, Okay. You could also do jams and jellies, right? Like, we want to think of things that, are like, have a little bit of shelf life or that you can store. Um, canned anything. So, if that was something that you did uh, late summer, that's always a really great idea. You can also do things, you know, if we're talking about, like, cookies and cakes and, and that sort of thing... Coffee cakes actually, like quick bread type things and coffee cakes, freeze beautifully and reheat beautifully. And those are some of my favorite gifts. Same with any kind of, not any kind, don't stop, don't burn my house down. Not every single kind, but the majority of cookies, actual cookies, right? Like you can freeze the dough. And I think that that is a dope gift idea is to give somebody, um, like frozen cookie dough that's portioned out so that they can like, if you want to make one cookie, you know what I'm saying? Or you want to make a couple of cookies. I feel like at least that's one of, it's not a complaint, but like, that's always something that's hard, especially with just me and two small kids is we get like a shitload of Christmas candy and cookies and I'm like, there's no fucking way that we're gonna be able, so I end up like re-gifting or like sharing it with other family and friends. Not re-gifting, that's not, calm down, okay? Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not repackaging this and then giving it to somebody else and pretending like I made it. That's not what I meant. I meant sharing with friends and family, okay? Gotta be real careful about what I say sometimes. I'm gonna make something for somebody and they're gonna be like, did you make this or did your neighbor? Anyways, biscotti is also something that has like some really good shelf life, is not expensive to make. You can do hella variety with it. And one of my all-time favorite things that I make that I gift and that I also make for the bakery that I grew up eating because my Oma made it is millionaire shortbread. So think of like a bougie Twix, an open face Twix, kind of, sort of, Open face doesn't make sense. Disregard that. (laughs) It's so good. It really is. And it like carries well and it travels well and it stores well. I think that when you're giving food related gifts that you are making, like those are the things that you want to think about, right? Is like, what's the shelf life What's the storage situation going to be like? Can they keep it in a Tupperware, you know, on the counter for a week or so? Is it something that they can throw in the freezer? Um, yeah, like you don't want to be like, here you go. I know that you just had this big ass dinner or you have like a million dinners, but here's this panna cotta that I made you that you need to eat now, right this second. Um also, again, just from my own experience, because this is what I do for a living, things like biscuits, um, buttermilk biscuits, you prep them, they freeze beautifully. They bake right from the freezer and that kind of, I mean, I love me a grab and go moment. I really do. I love easy things, especially around this time of year, something that I can grab in and get to be super honest with you. Somebody could make me a fucking lasagna for Christmas that I could throw in the freezer and put and like, yes, ma'am, I would love that. I like, I would love like a freezer meal. And I realize that maybe that's like semi unconventional. And you're like, bitch, that is not what I was saying. Maybe, but <laughs> if you know parents or like, you have crazy busy jobs or students don't underestimate the power of a freezer meal, even as a gift. Okay. Just don't. And then uh, like stuff again, that I kind of already mentioned, um, you could get real creative and make like some simple syrups for like cocktails and mocktails. That's really cool. You want to kind of be mindful of what you're putting in it and be conscientious of shelf life. Right. Cause that would kind of suck if you made, a shitload of something that was not going to get used or got used once. And then they had to toss also infused olive oils. And like, in my opinion, I I don't know. Don't do weird shit. I mean like do garlic, you know what I'm saying? Or like roses, things that like, you know, that are going to get used frequently so that they're not going to go rancid and also make sure that you're storing them properly. Also, you can do infused booze. I've done that before, infusing vodka, sometimes with like garlic and dill um, and chili peppers for Bloody Marys or um, apples and cinnamon and like warm spices and whatnot. That's always really fun. That's always a big hit. It doesn't require, you don't you don't have to buy like a bougie bottle of, vodka either or whatever spirit that you're going to infuse so that's always an idea as well um I hope that that's helpful make millionaire shortbread I'm telling you if you make one thing like one candy slash cookie type thing let it be that and then report back and let me know what you think it really is like one of my most favorite things in the whole world anywho And then another question. Hi, Ava. My twins are the same age as your daughter, and I'm wondering how you include and engage her in the kitchen. I really want to get them more involved with some holiday baking this year. Thanks in advance. Carrie from New York. Here's the deal. Some of y'all ask me questions, and I swear to God that you're not going to like my answers. I would love to tell you that Scarlett is all about being in the kitchen with me, okay? This is something that I have, number one, I've done since the day she was born. I have cooked for her, for my job, for my family, for myself. I'm in the kitchen a lot. I love being in the kitchen. She has watched me do it. She has participated, Um, and I do engage her in that way. It looks differently now as a single parent. Right. Like sometimes we're kind of racing against the clock in order to get dinner done. And so, like, regretfully, I don't have a whole lot of time to be like, and then add this. And now you're going to put this in. And you know what I'm saying? So but here's also the deal. Now that she's five and she is a she's a big girl five. She is absolutely her own person. So, like, I'm with you okay i also want to include her i want her to do the things with me i also want her to enjoy it okay so that said i really let her take the lead with that you know what i'm saying like if i am going to do like a project with her that i'm like okay i i really want you know we're not just making dinner you know i want her to actually participate with me i want to do this together I make sure that it's really fast, okay? Because their time like their attention span is limited. I mean, I'm talking like 10 minute bursts of time, right? And it, and it, if it's something for example, if we're just like in a broad stroke it really quick and we're th- talking like holiday cookies. Okay? They are at the age of 5 like the, you know cutting Cutting the shapes is something that's like readily available to them right now, right? And that's pretty fun for them. Last year, not so much. I was still making sure that I cut them, baked them, cooled them, had all the shit and the accoutrement ready to rock and roll, the sprinkles, the icing, the blah, okay? So that she could literally come in, hurricane these cookies, and then like be done with it. Because like, here's what I don't want is to be, you know, is to conjure up this like, oh my God, and we're going to make fucking babka together. No, no, we're not. She's going to like add in the spices that you measure for her. Okay. Whack them in the bowl. And then nine out of 10 times, they're going to be done. They're done with it. They're over it. It's not fun anymore. Okay. They're like, wait what, what about then they find something else to do. And honestly, I'm cool with that because I do want it to be something that is enjoyable to her. So I really try to include her when she wants to be included. I always give it to her. I always offer it as an option, right? Like, Hey, do you want to help me do this? And so absolutely like we will make holiday cookies. Okay. And Chances are she'll probably do like a handful of shapes, right? Cut out a few cookies and then she'll like get distracted and do her five-year-old thing and I'll bake them and cool them. And I will still make sure that I have all of the stuff ready to rock and roll so that she's not like waiting on me so that she can come back and do that kind of stuff, right? Also, speaking of millionaire shortbread, that's another really good thing. Mm. Excuse me while I drink this water. That's another quick, um, something that you really can't mess up. I mean, you're, you're pouring and pressing shit into a pan. Okay. So that's something that you could get them engaged in doing any kind of cookie. Honestly. Uh, I mean, also include them on, include them in on things that like, they're going to be interested in eating later. You know what I'm saying? Like that's exciting to them. You know, if I help make this, then like, cool, I get to eat this cookie afterwards. Don't be like, well, actually, let me just be quiet because honestly, my kid will eat just about anything, but there are definitely going to be things that maybe a kid is not as jazzed to eat. I'm not even going to talk shit about anything because I don't want to get in trouble, but you know where I'm going with this. So my advice to you, like I said, keep it kind of short and sweet. Let them take the reins, you know, kind of hype it up. And also what is going to suck the most fun out of it is if you're being over the top or super controlling or if you're like really and i'm not saying that this is you i'm reflecting on my own behaviors in the past and knowing what i'm capable of and like I can, I have the capacity to be a monster sometimes. I know that I do and that I, or, you know, that like my patience is limited or, and so like if you're having an off day or if you're in a hurry or if you need to make cinnamon rolls for X, Y, and Z, that's not going to be the time to include your kids. Okay. Like that's not going to be fun for anybody. You're going to be like pushy and rushing and like extra bossy. And it needs to be just so like, make sure that you're picking something that they're going to be interested in and that you're also like cool with if it's not up to like your Pinterest standards. Okay. Like let them mix like a five-year-old and let them decorate like a five-year-old. And then if, and when they really are over it and it's only been like three minutes, let them be over it. Like, honestly, that's my best advice. If they're done and they're over it, like in my opinion, that's really With the exception of some things, but like, I don't know, generally speaking, the activities that my children do, I really do want them to enjoy them. That's important to me. And so, you know, if I'm being a monster and I'm, you know, like making it less enjoyable, you know, like how much are they actually going to want to participate the next time? So keep it easy don't be overbearing let them make a fucking mess because you already know that they're going to and it's fine okay I hope that's helpful I would love to see what y'all make what you guys end up doing so let me know and with that I'll catch up with y'all next week